0: Welcome to the sermons of Our Savior Lutheran Church in Fort Capel, Saskatchewan. We pray that this may be a blessing to you, and God's word would dwell richly within your heart. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Please be seated. The sower pictured in our Lord's parable this morning is a, that of a typical Galilean farmer. It is a place with farmland quite different than that which we are used to. The fields would be smaller, just enough for a family. There would be walking paths to divide the fields from one another, places where the farmers could walk to get to their own fields without trampling the fields of another. The ground itself was quite rocky. The sower sows by hand, just as everyone else. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, that is, on or near the paths between the fields. And the seed was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, that is, in shallow soil, with rock beneath it. And as soon as it sprang up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, those thorns that resisted or missed the plow. And the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded crop a hundredfold, When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. This parable he spoke to those who followed him and came out to hear him from all the countryside and the surrounding cities and towns. Our Lord ends with, He who has ears to hear, let him hear, so that those that heard him speaking might know that they are to dig deeper, to meditate upon it, to chew on the words and find his meaning which he intended. It is there and it may be found by serious hearers of the word by the working of the Holy Spirit, which shall accomplish what he pleases, for his word has gone out of his mouth in telling this parable. The disciples ask the Lord to explain the parable to them, that they might have ears to hear what was said to them. He tells them because To them it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. To you who believe, to you who have faith, to you who are in and of the kingdom of God, it has been given you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, to know the blessed realities of the divine rule of God's grace. Now the parable is this, says our Lord, the seed is the word of God. This is the first thing we must know about this parable when interpreting it and applying it. The seed is the word of God. This is important to know because the power of growth is in a seed. It does not exist in the soil, but the seed itself. The soil itself does not bring forth fruit and crop. Yes, there are things in the soil that help or hinder the growth of the seed, but it is the seed itself that has the power and the potential to grow. You can even begin sprouting seeds without soil at all, as the elementary school uh, science experiment shows. In the same way, the power of salvation is not in the hearers, it is not in our hearts, but it is in the word of God. St. Paul writes, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. The word itself has the power of God to bring forth the fruit of salvation. In this parable, there are four different types of hearers of the word. All of these are those who have heard the word preached to them and have had the word enter their hearts. These are not those who have not Heard the word, nor are they those who have heard it only once. These are hearers of the word, habitual hearers of the word, for the parable speaks of the final state of the hearers if there is no change. The first of the four types of hearers which our Lord speaks are those first mentioned in the parable, those by the wayside. These are the ones that hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts lest they should believe and be saved this group hears the word of god but they are not careful to hear it rightly they are not careful to hear it as it is intended but to hear and to hear and receive the truth therein it goes in one ear and out the other despite their hearing because they do not hear the word rightly the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts The devil does not want men and women to hear the word and to believe and be saved. The devil is condemned to hell, and hell itself, in fact, was made for the devil and his angels. And so the devil fights to bring as many with him into condemnation with him as possible. The devil takes away the word out of their hearts in various ways. But one of the most common ways is through false teachers, schismatics, and sectarians rather than hearing the pure word the pure doctrine found in the word they instead teach falsely and end up teaching myths and human traditions in place of the true teaching found in the saving word yes these false teachers will often claim to use the word but it's simply a cover for their deceit those which our lord describes as being along the wayside are those who have heard and then have been led away from the truth and into heresy and sects. They may have had the word in their hearts, but it has been taken away because they have not heard it rightly and considered it carefully. There are those who will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned into fables, as St. Paul writes to St. Timothy. As a result, they are trampled down, like the people of Corinth, who accepted abuse from false teachers who fleeced them and beat them. They taught the things they ought not to teach for the sake of dishonest gain. Thus, unless they repent and turn again to the truth that they might believe and be saved, they will be lost. The second group are the ones on the rock. These hear the word rightly. They seriously consider it. They take it to heart. They regularly attend the hearing of the word. They receive the word with joy. It is a great and wonderful thing to see. They love the word and yet they have no root. And so they believe for a while in the time of temptation fall away. They believe for a time yet do not persevere. For the time comes as it does to every Christian when they must suffer for the sake of the gospel of Christ. Some wilt in the face of public shame and embarrassment, others at being singled out and looked down upon by peers yet others at losing friends and family who cannot understand their devotion to the Lord, and some in the face of persecution and martyrdom. These have no root, and they would rather save face, rather move up in the world, rather apologize for or play down their faith, and keep easy relationships with others, even if it means denying the faith and the Master who bought them in order to do so. This is found wherever the word is sown, which is why our Lord warns us about this. O Lord Jesus, preserve us from this. The next group of hearers faces a similar situation. The ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares and riches and the pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. These also hear the word aright. They receive it within their heart, yet it does not go with them through their life. Yet, although they go through the word, <clears throat> pardon me, yet these, these hear the word aright. They receive the word with thanks, yet as they go through their life, the thorns of a sinful heart grow up with the word. They attempt to serve two masters. desire to keep the word in their heart while also cultivating vices cares and worries of this life those things which in the world in its sinful state promotes and treasures trying to grow in faith while also growing great in riches trying to partake in the pleasures of the word while also seeking the pleasures of this life these things grow up with the word and eventually choke it our lord has said you cannot serve two masters you cannot serve God and Mammon. Yet many try. In the end such hearers are the hidden and <clears throat> in the end of such hearers the hidden and delayed joys of the kingdom lose out to the present and fleeting joys of the wor- world. They have the word but do not heed it. They do not make use of it and ultimately become indifferent to the hostile growth within which takes over. These lack discipline, they ignore those parts of the word which speak of subjugating and mortifying the flesh. Finally, our Lord speaks of the last group. The ones that fell on good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. These are those who hear the word rightly, who receive it in their hearts with faith. These have heard the saving word and they believe the promises therein, and trust Christ, and so are saved. These are those who hold steadfastly to the word of Christ. They meditate upon it, they cherish it, and they act in harmony with it. The devil does not steal it away, they are not led into heresy and falsehood. They remain steadfast through trial, and the greed and desires of the flesh do not choke it. In these the word brings forth abundant fruit. But do not get me wrong. The life of such ones is not perfect in the way we think of it. They are faced with trials, they bear heavy crosses, and they suffer. Yet rather than relying on themselves to get through it, they flee to Christ and cling to him. (coughs) They daily struggle with their sinful flesh, and they do not always win in that struggle. In the weakness of their flesh, they sin. Their words and thoughts and deeds are not wholly pure, and so they daily sin because of their weakness. Yes, yet they do not lean into this. They do not try to cultivate it, but they daily repent of their sins and pray that God would grant them forgiveness, pardon, and peace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ's innocence, suffering, and death for our sins. In the end, these are those who, Who will, by God's grace, persevere as the word works within them and produces in them the fruits of the Spirit? Some may ask, why has our Lord told us this parable? Three out of the four soils are not good. Is this that deterministic? Has God made me bad soil that even if I believe for a time, he does not intend to save me? Does God predestine both to heaven and to hell, just as the Calvinists claim? Far from it, brothers and sisters. The Lord does not desire that any would be lost. He does not create us so that he may destroy us. Rather, he desires that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth through his Son, who is our mediator between God and mankind, who became man and bore our sins, that he might be our savior. This parable does not speak about the hearers, the instant that they hear the word. It does not speak and say, the word has gone out, you are now good soil, you are now bad soil, you are saved, you will never be saved. It's not speaking about absolutes. It does not speak of rocky soil that can never be worked thorny soil that can never be cleared, or a path that can never be broken. These things, these soils, are not final until death. Our Lord tells us this parable so that we might know the different types of hearers, so that we might be proper hearers of the word. Our Lord means to make us good soil, and he has the means to change us. He has not told us this parable so that we may despair, but rather so that we may examine ourselves, and if we see that we have bad soil within us, that we may repent, so that we might find comfort in him and in his word, which does not return to him void, but accomplishes that for which he sent it. Our Lord has the means to make good soil for his word, and that means is the very same word which his spirit accompanies. Through Ezekiel our Lord foreshadowed baptism, saying, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from your filthiness. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take from you the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. The same word of God, which works in the working of baptism, because it is the washing of the water and the word, is found in the scriptures, in its reading and in its hearing. Through the Holy Spirit working in and with the word, God can take the rocky heart and make it new. He can even till the well-worn path and make it fertile soil. Is not my word like fire, says the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet, and like a hammer that smashes the rock into pieces? So too he can prune the heart and suppress the thorns of the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die, St. Paul writes. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Indeed, the Spirit is at work in the Word, and the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Through the Word, through the work of the Holy Spirit, you may put to death those thorns. The power of God To salvation is the Gospel of Christ, the Word of Christ our Saviour. Trust not in your own understanding, trust not in your own ability, even in the matters of your own heart, but trust in the Lord. Call upon his name for help and aid, who alone is our helper and defender, who alone can save us, who alone can make us good soil out of bad soil, who works all things through his Word in the Word and Sacraments. Indeed, meditate upon His Word within your heart. Hold to it steadfastly, so that trusting in God, because of what He has done for you in Jesus Christ, in bearing your sins, that you might be forgiven and rise and be raised with Him to life everlasting on the last day, that word might bear abundant fruit within you. May God grant this unto all of us who hear his word, so that we may enter with him into life everlasting, through the merits and mediations of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you for joining us. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit bless and preserve you always. Amen.